Welcome to The Original Doll. I'm your host, James Rodriguez. On The Original Doll, I unpackage music with the people who create it. We go behind the scenes and learn all about the great moments that make up music and history. And we talk to the people behind the scenes because it does, in fact, take a village. And here's the best part. We do this and help out charity. So for every question a guest answers, we get items donated to those in need, including women and children in domestic abuse shelters, low-income families, homeless LGBT plus teens, and more. For more information, follow me on Instagram, the.original.doll. What's been great is that we've been able to have so many people come and say, for every listen we get on Apple Podcast within the first 24 hours, we are going to get items donated. And that's helped out a lot. So thank you so much. We've been posting some photos from the great donations we've had from many listeners like yourselves. Also, a big shout out to my Patreon patron. Many people are like, what is that? Well, this does, in fact, cost money to create and get these interviews up, server space, so on and so forth. We try to keep it free and open to all. And with the support of Patreon, we're able to do that. If you'd like to join, just go to my website, www.theoriginaldoll.com. Big shout out to my Patreon patrons. I appreciate your support. Now, today we're going to be talking about the impact of the one and only Janet Jackson. And what's been great is to find so many people within the Jan fam, if you will, the Janet Jackson fans, is there are so many people that choose to honor and give flowers to Janet Jackson. And what I've done, and many of you know, if you follow me on any of the socials, I put out different videos where I get the most up-to-the-date information globally. Now, many people say, James, when you talk about Britney Spears or Janet Jackson, why do you talk about iTunes? Is it still important? And yes, it is. Now, you may say, well, can you explain it to me? Here's the quick short end. We'll just talk about the United States. If I purchase a song, let's say Britney Spears' Baby One More Time or Janet Jackson Rhythm Nation, right? I purchase it on iTunes. That counts as one unit. Now we know we need 500,000 units for it to be gold in the United States and a million for it to be platinum in the United States. Well, here's what happened. Streaming has changed everything. You don't get one unit for every stream. Because they say, well, people aren't really buying it. We need to come up with an equation. So presently, the equation is this. One purchase of a Janet or Britney song is the equivalent of streaming that one song 1,500 times. That's right. So when people say, oh, what big deal is it if they sold, you know, 50 units in this country or that country? Well, times 50 by 1,500. Because that number is what you need to equal those 50 units sold. So I like putting that information out there. And we know we love the certifications. We all do. We love knowing that our artists are creating music that is loved and bought by all. And I point out the global impact because many people over the years have said, is Janet Jackson, is Britney Spears, are they even global? I think they're just domestically here. Well, I've proven them wrong each and every day by pulling up the facts. So I research, I go through all these different subscription services and everything to get the most complete and up-to-date information, which is also where the Patreon donations come and help this. So to keep subscribing to a lot of these different websites, because some have, here's the available data here, it costs this, subscription is over here, it costs this. 
So the money that I get go towards that, and it also goes towards the different charities we help. So I wanted to talk about that. And the reason why I bring up Janet and Britney Spears is throughout Britney Spears' entire career, she's always given acknowledgement, love, and appreciation to Janet Jackson. There are a ton of clips out there of Britney Spears saying how much she was influenced by Janet Jackson. And you could really tell that. When I think about Janet Jackson's career, I always think about this. It's the whole package. The look, the aesthetic, the sonics, you know, everything from the song, the the music itself, to the lyrics, to the visuals, to the dancing and movements. When I think of Janet Jackson, I think of the whole encompassing package, the doll, if you will, hence the original doll name, where it's all these different parts are created and you can look at them separately and you can look at them together. But with Janet Jackson, she's created a career decades and decades and decades deep that has impacted the world globally. So I wanted to talk today with Kelly Alexander, who is somebody who I've looked up to with her show, The Kelly Alexander Show. And I'm going to give you information on how to follow her. Jan Fam, I know many of you know who she is. What I wanted to do is really go a bit deeper to learn about her, Kelly Alexander herself, and pick her brain on some of her favorite Janet Jackson songs, and also talking about the impact music has via radio. And we'll talk about If Versus That's Way Love Goes being released as a single for the Janet thing. We're going to go through all that. But I wanted it to be important because for the Britney Spears fans and Janet Jackson fans, when we talk about global impact, many people want to just downplay it. Oh, that country is small. This country is this. You know, Anytime I've given flowers to any female artist, somebody's always there trying to shoot it down. So we live in a world in which people are intimidated and insulted when I give flowers and credit to women that are busting their butts. I I just put it all together as misogyny. And and for specific posts that I've put out with Janet Jackson, it's racism, you know, and it's it's combination of both. And the interesting thing is Janet Jackson has talked about racism, being a woman in the United States, being a woman in the industry. So this is not something new she's dealt with. But the the insane thing is when we look back at Rhythm Nation and all those political um, themes that she was putting out, all those social issues she was putting out, that was in the 80s. And we're still dealing with that in 2020s. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that because I know many of you are either fans of Janet Jackson, Britney Spears, or like me, fans of both. And I wanted to give a little um, kind of background information first before we go into that. Now, Kelly Alexander has had one of, to me, to me, one of the most influential platforms, especially talking about the legacy of Janet Jackson. And when you listen to her interviews with Jimmy Jam, you know, of Jam and Lewis, or Tina Landon, choreographer who worked with Janet Jackson and Britney Spears, when you listen to those interviews, you get somebody who's coming from a genuine place asking these questions. You get somebody who's asking those questions that aren't the canned, why do you do this? Why do you do that? As you have all seen sometimes, and you can tell when artists or movie stars or anyone are getting interviewed, they've had the same exact question asked 60 times in a junket. What Kelly Alexander has been able to do is simply this. Make you feel like you are in the room having a conversation with a friend. And it's always uplifting and it's never tearing down. And so when people ask me, James, how did you think about this format and everything? 
Kelly Alexander is the blueprint for me for this interviewing, for music, for entertainment, for spreading that information and uplifting all. So I'm going to get right to this. And as you can tell, I'm a huge fan of Kelly Alexander. So we're going to get right to this. And once again, as with every episode of the original doll, any audio recording, ripping, stealing is strictly prohibited in every country in the world. So if you see any of these snippets leaked online, please report them to the webmaster. We want more ears coming to the source, this platform, because each listen helps those in need. And for more information, follow me on Twitter at James Rodriguez, follow me on Instagram, the.original.dell, or TikTok at the James Rodriguez, R-O-D-R-I-G-U-E-Z. Now, on with the show with my very special guest, Kelly Alexander. Oh, you me So don't isolate yourself every time that I come around. A person all alone is an unhappy one. We need somebody to love us. Everyone, I'd like to welcome you back to the original doll with James Rodriguez. I am here with somebody who I look up to in what she has done for music. Okay. That's that's what I'll say. Like anybody who knows Britney Spears knows she's a fan of Janet Jackson. I'm a fan of Janet Jackson. I started looking for content with Janet Jackson and I found the best content through the Kelly Alexander show. And so today I'm honored to have the Kelly Alexander here on the original doll. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. James, thank you so much for inviting me. It's really an honor to be with you today. You are just, I mean, I want to pick your brain so much right now because just what you've done and everyone, you, I'm going to give you all the ways to, to communicate, contact, follow, and, and listen to the shows because I always receive a ton of people saying Britney Spears' career, like Janet Jackson, she's mentioned Janet throughout her entire, her entire career, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a mutual love that you can, you can see and hear. And when I came across your show, when you're talking to the dancers, you know, Tina Land, you're talking to all these people that were in the creation zone, in that inner circle that was working on this. And it's so fun to hear you talk to them and they're just reliving their moments. And it's so genuine. So I want to thank you as a Janet Jackson fan. Thank you for bringing that back to us and, and giving us new stuff to enjoy. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. It's uh, honestly like Janet is just such a joy for so many of us right across the planet. And um, I think if you're a true Janet fan, you just love knowing the process and the behind the scenes stuff that went into all of these projects. And that's, that's where it started for me. Like I've been, um, super into all of her things, including like liner notes since I was, you know, a kid. So, <laughs> so it's just stayed with me throughout my life. I always say I'm a liner notes geek. That's why when <laughs> the vinyl comes out now, the older I get, the vinyl is much easier to read than the cassette tape. I'm like, <laughs> I think Janet did the vocal arrangements, if I remember, I I can't can't quite see it on there. But what I love is that, you you know, you are somebody who I found, found you through this Janet content to all these interviews. And the interviews gave me more insight because on the original doll, I interview people and we say it takes a village because people don't realize there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes. And 
I'm usually surprised and I've had people reach out to me and I let some people know I was going to be interviewing you. So here's what's great for the first time listeners on the original doll for every question that we have Kelly answer, we get items donated to charity. So we're helping out homeless LGBT plus teens today. We're helping out women in domestic abuse shelters. We're helping low income families and more giving them items of comfort from clothing to food, to arts and crafts, to music because they need to express themselves. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for just letting me ask you a billion questions. Thank you so much. I think it's great what you're doing, James. And it's an, an absolute honor and pleasure to be able to be a part of this, to help so many people. So thank you for asking me. Oh my goodness. I love this. And so I want to know, let's go back to the beginning because many people might know you, you know, veteran, you know, radio, whether it's Montreal, Toronto sort of thing. Let's go back. How did you get started in radio in music in general? Well, when I was uh, really little, um, I remember coming into the kitchen and my mom had the radio station on like the local news talk station. And I just thought I was like five years old. And I just thought like, that was the coolest job ever that uh, the announcer, his name was George Balkan at the time. He was like this long time, well-known Montreal personality here in Canada. Um, and he, you know, he was talking about the weather. He would talk about entertainment sports, like just, he got to do it all with all these different guests that he had on. And I just thought that has to be like the coolest job ever. And so as I grew up, I just headed in that direction. Um, and loving music. Like I've always just loved music. Like I've, I've adored music my whole life, especially as a kid, for whatever reason, R and B hit me very hard. And so I've been there like my whole time and then into hip hop and all that sort of good stuff. And then, yeah, I just, I went to school for it, um, in college here in, in Montreal. And then I went to a, a place called, um, Ryerson university in Toronto. And for, uh, I got my bachelor of applied arts there. And then I started interning at radio stations and I've been there ever since and being on the air, um, whether it's doing top 40 stuff or being on the top, you know, on the talk station, I actually work for the talk station that I listened to as a five-year-old. So that's awesome. <laughs> that's like a, a crazy full circle moment. I, and I remember the first time I got to sit behind the microphone that said CJAD and I couldn't believe like my little five-year-old self was like, you, you did this. Like you, 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 thankfully to the universe, it, it, it worked out. So I'm super lucky. And I've been with the same station to uh, the top 40 station since like 2005. And, uh, I'm so honored to be on the radio. And, and the thing is, what I've noticed is when you've interviewed these people, it's there's such a naturalness to you, like everything that you, the questions that you ask just make sense. And it could be the guest could have thrown you a curveball and you go with it. And the thing is, because I think when I listen to you, you're genuinely listening to these people and you genuinely like it and you like kind of sharing the music. And I think that's, that's something that crosses colors, borders, all sorts of things. And when you've made references to other artists or songs, like even if it was something like, let's say Betty Wright or, you know, things like that, I'm just like, wait, what? She, wait. like, it's just like your knowledge of music is insane to me because you're just, it's all over the place, which I think is phenomenal. So as, as a listener, I just want to give you a shout out for that because I love all the references to other songs. <laughs> so let me ask you, you become so synonymous with Janet Jackson and that Janet universe, the Jan fam. Mm -hmm. How did that come about? I mean, were you a fan from like young love on sort of thing? And for those listeners that are like, what's young love? You need to keep listening because <laughs> there's a lot of Janet we're going to be talking about. So when did Janet specifically become a part of your world? Well, you I, uh, well, I, um, you know, I started listening to Janet probably when I was around like nine years old. And uh, that was around like the Control album when it kind of came to me. But the, I can tell you the exact date that I fell in love with Janet Jackson, the artist, which was um, 
January 29th, 1990, when she performed at uh, the American Music Awards, when she did Escapade. And uh, the funny enough, I was, I was watching that award show because my friends at the time were all into New Kids on the Block. And they're like, they're performing tonight. So you'll see like who they are. Cause I, I hadn't, I didn't know who they, who they were at the time. And so I was watching for them and then she came out and did escapade. And I honest to God forgot all about new kids on the block. And I, and thankfully I had been taping. Don't ask me why I was taping, but I was taping on my VHS tape and I just kept watching that performance. And I became like absolutely obsessed with her because I just, I, I love the dancing. I loved her, her style. Um, I loved her vibe, you know, it just was all in that one performance. And then I just, and then, you know, and obviously I knew who Janet Jackson was because of knowing about control and all that stuff, but then she just became like a focal point for me. Um, because I just thought she was absolutely stunning. And, um, as an artist and when I was a younger, I actually also wanted to be a singer. And I did, I did later on in life, uh, when I was coming out of college, I did get a, um, a recording contract. And so I, 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 That's and new and information so I, to I, me. I don't think yeah. I knew that. I'll have to send the, send you the music, James. Uh, yes. but, um, I, I kind of like, she became my, like, uh, Kobe Bryant, if you will. Like I, I wanted to be a version of her as an artist. Like that's kind of how it started too. I just thought she was phenomenal. And so it just started from there. And then I just became like, I couldn't believe how at such a young age, she had such an amazing sense of herself and, um, rhythm nation. Like, I still can't believe that came out in her early twenties. Like, I can't believe that, you know, like her, you know, 23 years old and, uh, just having such a sense of like trying to, uh, bring awareness to many different people through pop music, through R&B and pop music. Um, I just thought that was absolutely genius. And then her, just her sound, like her sound is sick. Like Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are beyond incredible. And, and it's funny because as years would go on, I remember hearing a Mary J. Blige song uh, like in 1997. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know yet who it was. I'm like, that's a Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis number. And sure enough, when I got, you know, to the record store and I checked, I was like, yep, it was. <laughs> and so it's like, they just, they've been a, they've been a soundtrack to my life. Um, all three of them. Well, and that's one of those things where I think that oftentimes I think people overlook and they're just like Janet Jackson, superstar that, that she's at that level, but what she did early on to make, like, this is something where, and I, and I mentioned this with, with Britney Spears, when Britney Spears is like, you know, the Rhythm Nation era for her, she goes, that's when I realized music videos tell a story along with your music. And that's where I think you have like the Britney Spears aspect of it, where everyone likes comparing this artist, that artist. I don't like doing that. I always say like Janet Jackson playlist could include Britney Spears and Britney Spears can include Janet. I think a lot of people are like, oh, Madonna did this. Madonna. And I go, and she's, she's done her own thing. But what Janet Jackson did so early on is unbelievable. She made a socially conscious album with a love album, mm -hmm. you know, get the point, let's dance. And I just go, wait, how old is she? Like she, this is, this is the working of, you know, a 50 year old who's lived a million lives. And that wasn't the case. And when you've interviewed Jimmy Jam, that when I just hear these stories about, I forget how young she is. Cause she, to me is always just Janet Jackson. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I go, wait, she was how, I was like in college and I'm like, I didn't know what to do with my life at that point. And she's, you know, becoming this social conscious pop culture hybrid thing where 
everything that she gave me, there was meaning behind it, that her art was not disposable. Her Mm -hmm. art was telling a story. And so, and so we're around the same age. And so I was like, that's who early on I'm like they always say you fall in love with whoever you fall in love with like in that early you know right before teens and follow I have followed her through everything the Janet album my mom was uh managing a record store and it came out this my birthday's in June and it came out like a month before and she's like if you want the big box display you're gonna have to work extra hard for these like six weeks I thought she had bought this thing for a million dollars I didn't know it was a promo from the record label I was like this is child labor, mom. She's like, you still did it. <laughs> I was like, thanks, mom. But I'd like to remind people that Janet Jackson early on, shoot shoot for the stars. I went through Billboard articles and I found some of the first articles ever that mentioned Janet. And it talks about 16-year-old Janet Jackson, soon to be single, young love is coming out. And I pulled up, I was going through all this and I'm like, 16-year-old Janet Jackson. Every, every decade of her life, she's been Janet Jackson. How do you handle like not fanning out with all like because you were so every time you've talked to Tina Landon who's worked with Jana and Brittany every time it's like it's like cool you're just casual do you ever have the nerves and go this is, this is <laughs> Tina like this you know this is Jimmy Jam oh yeah a million percent and like Tina and I have become uh like pretty good friends over the last couple of years and it's not lost on me at all that like I have her cell phone number in my phone, you know, like I just like, and I, and I, and I don't say that, you know, like completely with, with humble humbleness going on because, um, I remember also falling in love with Tina as a 13 year old, when I found out like that she was a dancer. And then, and then, you know, as the Janet album came out, when we knew that she was the choreographer and she did if, which is, you know, iconic choreography till the ends of time. And I always felt that she was just something special like Tina Landon. And so, um, I remember seeing her too, I think it was in, in the year 2000 at a dance convention. Um, and I was hoping to meet her at that point and it just didn't work out. Like I saw her kind of far and, and then she was running for like, to get to her airplane, like to head back home. And so I, I, and I was devastated at that point. Cause I was like, Oh my God, my chance. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't get to meet her. Uh, but then fast forward, like about, um, you know, 15 years later, and I was able to reach out to her after my radio career had started and uh, did an interview with her. And um, that was like sort of a one-off. And I was super nervous that first interview because it was Tina Landon. Um, but then as the years progressed, I was able to reach out to her again. And she's always so gracious to come on the show. And then just over time, we've built up like a friendship. And she's an absolutely extraordinary woman. She is so incredibly talented. And I, it's not lost on me, um, that I have the opportunity to speak to her. And I'm just, and I'm so grateful, like how much she loves the Janet fans. Like she really appreciates the love that continues for her, you know, and all of the dancers have mentioned that have been on my show, um, that Janet fans are different. Like Janet fans are different because they embrace the dancers because Janet made sure to spotlight the dancers and not other, not many other artists do that for whatever reason, either they don't have the Mm. time or they're worried about losing the shine. Um, but Janet's never been like that. And to a person, all of the dancers and the choreographers that I've had on my show have always said, uh, like Janet just wants everybody to shine. And so I just think that's another like tick in the box for Janet being an awesome person. Well, and that's one of those things where it's, I think Janet Jackson what she's done for the dance world is immense as well. 
the fact that she's done so well, this visual art that she's been able to have these dancers. And the other thing too, is that I noticed when I was like, wait, Tina Landon was with her because in my recent memory, I was like, oh, it's a completely different set of dancers, a completely different choreo- or 13 different choreographers. And I think that was part of why I loved Janet's, t- like from Rhythm Nation, Janet Velvet Rope, that to me, it was so seamless, even though the albums couldn't be more sonically different. Mm-hmm. But it was when you have that same creative team. And I love this. She's like the kids, the kids. And, you know, and I mean, some of them aren't, she name checks them and like, whoops now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we're Aguila, here we come. I think what I've loved is, so it, it could be easy for people to say Janet Jackson one and done she didn't want to work with me she didn't want to be close but when you see these interviews and you would see her like whether it was on the the if set mm-hmm. to, and the the dancers are just having a good time it's like she treats them as the peers that they are and to me that is that says something to who she is and how she was raised where anybody could easily just be a jerk and she chose not to be so let me ask you what was that what was that song that you think, like, if I were to say, what is the one song, if I had to say right now, I'm going to play a song of Janet Jackson's The Background right now, for maybe people that might be like, wait, I, I know the big number one songs from these albums. What's a good deep cut that you would recommend? Because this is the part I love about it, too, because then I'll send out links to for people to be able to purchase the, the songs and things like that. What's a good deep cut that you'd be like, you know what, you might not know the song, but this is this is a good song. Uh, Lonely from the Rhythm Nation album. Why lonely? I, it's just, again, it's another masterpiece from them. And it, and because it came out, you know, during Rhythm Nation, when obviously there was the hard hitting numbers and that was, you know, a lot of the album was that, um, but that just was like this crazy, like down tempo vibe and her vocals got to kind of shine there. And it just spoke to me. And I still love that song to this day, to this day. Well, and that's, and this is what I love because a lot of the listeners are like, I've never heard the song until you've mentioned it. And this is the part that I love about that because I think gone are the days, sadly, of just putting on, you know, let's say, hey, the new Harry Styles album, let's go track beginning to end. We're not really a culture that does that anymore, that just kind of Mm -hmm. enjoys that. When Janet was doing the interludes and things like that, each song was specifically put there. And I loved when you asked Jimmy Jam, like, how much time are you very precious with what song goes where and what interlude, you know, and, and he even said, he's like, there's a distinct, we're choosing this song here and that song there. And we know we're going here. And that, that album is so good. So let me ask you then for you, what does Janet Jackson represent for you as a woman in the entertainment industry? She is the, the gold standard. She is the blueprint. She is everything you know, because I mean, and I know there's many talented, um, artists, female artists that came before her that, you know, probably paved the way in her mind. Um, but she just, she has the X factor in all the different boxes, right? Like she's an incredible, um, dancer. She's an incredible entertainer. She's an incredible vocalist. Uh, her harmonies are just ridiculous and how she layers everything. Um, she has a great sense of rhythm and she has a great sense of her fans. 
She knows what they want. She knows that she wants to deliver for them. And again, to a person who I've had on my show, when I, I talk about certain elements of Janet's um, awareness of the fans, it's always like, well, we need to give this for the fans. Like the fans are going to want this. The fans are. So it's never like an ego thing for her. It's like, you know, this is what they need to hear or they want to hear and I need to do it for them. So I feel like she's very selfless also as an artist. And, you know, as um, a radio announcer, I've had the opportunity to interview many other artists, whether it's in pop uh, or R&B. And, you know, there's there's many artists that are absolutely phenomenal. Like I'm a huge fan of Lady Gaga and she's delightful to speak to. You know, so was Ed Sheeran. Um, like the list goes on and on. It's just like with Janet, there's this this other level that's there where it's like, I can't believe she's got all of that in one package. That's, I just can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's something where, you, me having interviewed these people, I also go, wow, like there's a distinct difference in people that genuinely are like, this is really cool. I enjoy this. And also being conscious of the legacy you have, the connection you have, the the amount of times I've seen Janet Jackson in concert where I was like, did she just play skin game? Like what, what am I listening to? Is empty in this, like the amount of times that she really gives you that curveball to, to be like, I know you've wanted something a little bit different. And that's what, that's what I've loved. So how do you then, how do you handle being in, you know, media this long and the documentary came out and you have, and everyone, there's, a, there's great uh, episodes of Kelly Alexander's show talking specifically about the documentary. Cause I always try to be very careful with what I say, because I don't want to give too much away in general, but I think, your viewpoint as somebody who knows media and the entertainment industry, I think is important. And somebody who's seen, because some people are like, wait, that was a big deal. I'm only 20 years old. Was that a big deal that Janet Jackson? It's like, it is. So let me ask you, how do you walk that line of going, we acknowledge the Super Bowl situation and not turn it into A versus B, you know what I mean? Or salacious. How do you, yeah, well, because you do it well. It's funny you brought that up, James, because um, a lot of people have said to me that they really love listening to our show, the Kelly Alexander show, um, because I don't go down like weird paths, if you will. Like, I don't I don't want to be like uh, a headline. I don't want to be clickbait. I don't want any of that. Um, I, you know, have worked very hard over the course of my career to be a very respectful interviewer to everybody that I've had on, whether it's Janet related or not. Um, like for example, a couple of years ago, I had an amazing opportunity to have Deborah Cox on, um, like she came to Montreal and she was doing like a live performance and they asked me to, uh, interview her in front of, uh, in front of her fans. And, you know, she obviously has a very close connection to Whitney Houston And, um, you know, and this was not long after it was a few years after Whitney had passed away and I knew I needed to, to kind of go there, but I needed to be respectful. So, um, I did go there and, but in a very respectful way and she answered and, uh, it was a moment, there was a moment because of course, Whitney is extremely important to Deborah Cox. Um, but she knew Deborah that I was coming from just a, a, a place of like being a fan of hers and Whitney's and just wanting you know, to know about her, her love of Whitney and what it was like since Whitney has passed. And so, but I never want to be salacious. Like, I just don't want that. And, and I really want my place, uh, my show to be a safe haven for artists and, and dancers and choreographers, um, to come to. And I think that's what we've built over the last several years. And so that's the line I ride. It's just, 
you know, there's certain things that are just not our business. And so I'm not going there. Um, but like, for example, with the documentary for Janet, you know, she did open the door uh, talking about Renee. And so uh, when we had Jimmy Jam on the show, I knew that Jimmy and Renee had been tight, you know, and so we were able to discuss that. But again, all from a place of just like what was kind of mentioned in the documentary and just going a little bit further. And, and Jimmy obviously knows I absolutely adore him and I would never try to put him on the spot or try to cause some sort of controversy between him and, and Janet and, and what Renee was to them. Like it was just a natural flow of our conversation. And I just kind of always keep my, my mind of like boundaries and, and not, um, crossing them. And so, uh, I think that's why our show has been so successful. And I'm so grateful to all of our followers that follow the Kelly Alexander show, because that's a lot of the commentary that I get is like, we know we're going to get a really good interview from you um, that's not going down some soap opera path. Well, and that's something that I learned from listening to you early on into like my, I mean, I would just go back and re-listen to, you know, with the dancers and, and to me, you know, I was dealing with talking about Britney Spears as the free Britney movement was getting, getting more and more attention in there. And I just remember people would say to me like, oh, you need to talk about X, Y, and Z. You need to say what they really think of this person and that person. And it was always that negativity thing. And when I listened to yours, like everything from the your the way you would speak about things, the way you would ask questions, the way you would listen to, to the guests, like I took that in and go, okay, you know, what would Kelly do in this situation? Because honestly, that's what I thought because it's easy to try to go, hey, everyone, here's the headline x y z a b c and then boom and a lot of people ask me why don't i dive into like the dirty i go why that's not mine is telling the stories from the people that have lived that that's that's what it comes down to mm -hmm. um and what i've loved is that you've always paid respect to the guest and to janet and to the fans if that makes sense like and and the amount of times i could just imagine people going Kelly rah, 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 rah. I like, get a lot of that I'm not gonna I, well a lot I get a fair amount of like um you know why didn't you ask this or whatever I, I shouldn't say a fair amount but I get some yeah. um again most people are extremely like honestly I am so grateful for the, the, the support of our followers like I just I love them to pieces and I'm so grateful that they've embraced me um and know and know that because I James I always view myself as I'm just a fan with a microphone I'm the I'm the conduit between the artist and the fan and I just happen to have the microphone so I am doing my best to ask the questions that the fans would love to be able to ask if they were sitting in my seat and that's that's how I view it and it's a it's an honor it's a privilege it's a it's a, it's a it's a privilege that I do not take for granted no matter if I I'm interviewing an up and coming artist or, you know, someone as prolific as Missy Elliott, who we've, we've had on the show too. So, um, I take that very seriously. And yeah, we do get like, again, some random thing like Kelly, you didn't ask this or you didn't ask that. And in my head, I'm like, I would never, like, I would never ask that. That's mm -hmm. not what the Kelly Alexander show is about. So I, I won't go down that road. And I think most of the people that watch our show, um, know what to expect from me and know that I'm not going to do that, but they're going to get like the behind the scenes, you know, question of like, you know, how did that breakdown happen? Or, you know, uh, was Janet tired on the set that day? Cause it was three in the morning, like stuff that's like cool to know, but we don't need to know like dirt stuff. Cause who knows if it's true or not anyways. And I know, I don't need to be the one to break that story. Like that's not, that's not where I'm about. So. If you're liking this content, you could do a couple things. One, 
Share the links to Apple Podcasts, Spotify with your friends and lovers of Janet Jackson and more. Secondly is if you rate this on your preferred streaming platform. I've had so many people and what Kelly Alexander was just saying is so true. Anytime I've uplifted women, uh, somebody's like, oh, well, now we want to know, was she really X, Y, and Z and, and get the dirt, get the nitty gritty and things like that. And there are people that get upset that I don't get into that, that area of it. And there are people that are just like, don't listen to his show because he only talks about non-dirt type information. And I'm like, but that's not what I do. That's not what I do at all. And so that's part of the reason why I've really, really appreciated Kelly Alexander's show because she's paved the way. And I always say I, I looked up to her and we're about the same age. But what I mean is when I look up to her, this is somebody who I hope to even do 5% of what she has done with the recognition and clearing up all sorts of information and giving us deeper insight into so many great creative moments. Now, the other thing you can do is if you're really liking this, you want some bonus content, you just want to even donate a dollar a month to keep this show up and running, go to theoriginaldoll.com and there's the Patreon pop-up right there. For donating a dollar a month, you're able to just help keep this up and running. Now, I've had many people that say, oh, you should definitely, you know, get to the nitty gritty. And if it was Janet Jackson, you need to talk about this thing or that controversial issues. And I'm like, that's not what I do. Other people can choose to do that, but not me. So I've enjoyed the the collective group of people who have listened to the show, which has been great. And this is part of why I really respect Kelly Alexander and Jan Fam. I know you all know what I'm talking about too. She gets so much great information that makes you fall in love with these songs, these moments, these videos all over again, which only helps the artists and the creatives because then we revisit it. And so that's what I hope to do with this. But we're going to get right back to the Kelly Alexander show. And don't forget, she is on Twitter and on uh, Instagram, and I'll share all sorts of those links and everything. If you don't already follow her, <laughs> please do so. Now back to the show. I want the listeners, you know, that might not know. And this is what I love. I always tell everyone I go when people message me saying, I never heard of that song before. I was like, that's okay. I love getting new listeners in because there's a lot. How did you not know that song was this or Fast Girls was this or Toxic was this? And it's just like, no, you don't. We don't need to be a one upper. There's always somebody who heard it first, did it first sort of thing. And I'm like, no, it's great to introduce people. So what I want to do is I kind of want to throw out an album. And I want you to throw out a song for you, for Janet, that kind of hits home for you. That like, if I were to say the Control album, like, what is that song that you're like, you know what, if there's one song you're going to listen to, it would be that one. So let, let's, let's, let's take it back to the Janet Jackson album. <laughs> the, I, like I said, I was just talking about it. It's, it's behind me over here. I was like, you can't see it. I've, <laughs> and I have all my paperwork on the side because I've been doing these TikToks honoring it. People are like, what is this album? I'm like, listen to it. Listen to it. Okay, so to that debut album, what song would you recommend for the listeners if they have no idea anything about that album? Can I say all of them? Like, I just... I, Even I better. Think because, I think importantly, because like, you know, when she was starting off her career, I think it's important to hear how everything rolled out. You know what I mean? Like, because there's like a basis there. And then when we hit control where she's really taken the reins, then you see where she wants to go. 
You know what I mean? So like those early albums were obviously lots of input from, you know, from her dad and, and the producers that were around that. Um, but, but it's like this foundation and you see, Oh, she goes this way with control. And, and I, yeah, like I, there's just, I think everybody needs to listen to it. But if you, if you ask me on the, uh, the control album, um, funny how time flies. song good and what is it about that, that? what love is it about that. the song pardon what is it about that the instrumentation is just sick it's absolutely amazing and just her like how she wraps her vocals with the music like it's always just and it's like jimmy and terry know how to write for her for her vocal range for her nuances and so that song just and, and also um when I think of you, I cannot, like, I cannot not hear that song enough. I just think that song is bananas. Well, and what I want to, so the listeners, what I want to do is right now uh, talk about one episode because you just mentioned something that made me so happy to hear. You were talking to Jimmy Jam about you and he's like, Let, let's talk about vocal abilities. Let's talk about that. He goes, because mm-hmm. there's so much like, unless you're this operatic singer, of course, you, he's like, but those harmonies, that's a voice. That's a storyteller. And I love, and that just reminded me. So everyone, there's an episode of Jimmy Jam and I'm going to be sending everyone these links and everything. What I loved is that you have made me remember Janet Jackson is a vocalist. Not that I never saw it, but I overlook it because I'm just enjoying it as a whole package, not Mm -hmm. realizing those harmonies on there are sick and insane. And when Jimmy Jam is like, she did that, you know, that that was all Janet right there. I yeah. love that. I don't I think that. people realize what a magician magician she is. Like she is a wizard because, and he said it in one of our interviews too, where, you know, uh, like, l- let's go back to Whitney for a second. Like not everybody can sing like Whitney. You know what I mean? Like Whitney mm-hmm. is, is something you aspire to be. And, you know, over the years I've had people say, especially, you know, like I I've been, um, razzed occasionally for like my, you know, devotion to Janet, uh, but I'm always like, do you understand what an amazing vocalist she is? Because she, just like Jimmy says, she is someone you can sing along with. So you feel like you're part of the team, you know what I mean? And so, and it's true. And then, but people don't realize the amount of like harmonies and little, um, like vocal ad-libs that she's doing that they layer to make it this magical, magical song. And, you know, I had Brandy on the show a couple of summers ago, and she's a huge fan of Janet you know, and she knows, and Brandy's an incredible vocalist and she sees the value and how Janet layers, you know, all of these different vocal parts. And you can just see in any of the behind the scenes footage of Janet in the studio that, that we've been fortunate to see, whether it was the documentary or the behind the scenes stuff that, you know, Renee had, had put out back in the day, 
you can just see the focus when she's in there. And that's why I would also get upset when people would be like, oh, she's just a Jackson. Like she has a million people on her team that are telling her what to do. I'm like, no, she has had a high, like a harder road because she's a Jackson, because there was so much success before she came along. And now she's had to prove that she is just as talented, if not more. And she's done it. And, and that documentary was eye-opening in many ways because for example, that part about the, um, the Coca-Cola sponsorship, right. Which, which we didn't know about, right. Like I, I thought I knew pretty much, uh, you know, everything, not everything about Janet, but a lot. And knowing that, that that was something that got taken away from her because of her association with Michael during those challenging times. Like, I can't even imagine what that must've been like for her because at that time she was already a star in her own right. But then because of her association with the Jackson family, like she lost out on something. So I don't think people realize like how much she's had to overcome and be better to even get the recognition that she's got. And another thing I would love to say about Janet is like, she's this superstar. Again, we've talked about the X factor that's there, but she is like everybody's best friend from high school. She's like super relatable. And I love how, you know, every community loves her. The African-American community loves her. The LGBTQ plus community loves her. Um, a white farm girl from Canada loves her. You know what I mean? Like everybody loves Janet and she is for everybody. And I just, it's, we are so fortunate that we live in a time where Janet Jackson exists. A hundred percent. And that's what you just pointed out is important. Every, every community, there's always embracing of Janet. And what I love is, and I think it's a true testament to her, diverse catalog. I can say like my favorite Janet Jackson song is and and on and on. My favorites I live love in you know growing up in Chicago they, that was a radio song here and I actually dove through the radio archives to be like everyone this charted on its own so did 70s love group my other song and some people are like what song is that? And with, but with, but they're like, but I love funny how time flies. You know, or I love two to the power of love. I love hearing the you know Janet's vocals on there. But what I think is is important is she's meant something to so many communities and me being, you know, a, a, you know, a Mexican in the LGBT community, I had never felt, I, I will say this, I can easily say Janet's music always felt like it was for me. I always felt like it was that welcome guest mm -hmm. that, and I went through, you know, with, with her for her entire career. And I mean, as you can see with this and all the stuff you can't really see here, I need to send you a photo of when it's I can't wait. up. Um, but that, I just thought she's given so much. And what I've loved is she had to overcome the Jackson name to show that she wasn't the studio's fin, you know, that there was some Svengooli, you know, doing that. Women in music always get that. Whether it's Alanis Morissette, they're like, ah, she has no talent, it's Glenn Ballard. Shania Twain, no talent, it's Mutt Lang. Janet Jackson, no, it's because of the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that not only does she as a woman have to do something as a black woman, as a woman whose name you already know. So she's working so much harder just to prove that she can do this. Mm -hmm. And when I started reading the different articles and I'm going through on TikTok and reading some of these articles, and it was interesting because it was always like, Janet Jackson, little da da da, -da of Michael Jackson, you know, Janet Jackson. And there was a point where a lot of female artists would be like, Right, Carrie. It's Tommy Mottola did where it's just, it's always the men doing this. And what I've loved is in your interviews with Jimmy Jam, and I keep going back to this, he always mentions it is her choice, her decision when she wants to make an album. And I, I think it was for Unbreakable when you ask, like, was this going to be an album? He's like, no, she just wanted to work on some songs and, and, and see what was going on. 
And so every keep every I keep going back to this. Everyone listen to those episodes. There's a ton of, of content in there. But I think what I've loved in listening to your show is you truly love Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. The amount of passion you have for her is a passion that I think makes the most sense because she's given us everything from like Rhythm Nation and Miss You Much and I'm going to dance with the chair, but then Escapade and I can have a good time or 70s Love Groove, you know what I mean? Like, I I think she's given me so many songs for so many different scenarios, if that makes sense. Yeah, and so, she's definitely been the soundtrack to to people's lives and, and also being, again, um, aware enough as an artist to want to share... Uh, in her way, what has gone on in her life, um, which then I think is the soundtrack to ours. Like I remember, you know, when the, the all for you album came out, obviously that was like a huge party album. And, and it was after, you know, she'd gone through like a hard time after the divorce and all that kind of stuff and just getting her feet back on underneath her. And, um, but she had, you know, but then the velvet Road before that, there was just so many songs that like mirrored something that I had been going through whether it was when that happened or two years later, but it still made sense because it, it was something that I understood because she went through it and I, and I got, and the funny thing too, I would say is like a couple of times, maybe a song came out, you know, on Rhythm Nation or on, on Velvet Rope or Janet, where at the time I loved the song, but it didn't necessarily fully, uh, it wasn't fully like fully relatable to me. But then like two years later, when something happened to me in that van, I'm like, oh my God, I get it now. Like the song took on a whole other meaning for me. And I think that she does that for everybody. And especially, I think, you know, we're so fortunate, um, you know, as a, as a, as a, as a gay woman that, and, you know, all my friends in the gay community, like she has been so supportive of us, you know, and, and having a mainstream artist who has the world at her fingertips to make sure that she, um, you know, acknowledges the love of the gay community and how much they mean to her. Like that, that speaks volumes, you know, and, and we're just like, you know, and there's other artists obviously too, that, that love the gay community and, and know that they have a, a solid fan base there. Um, I just love that Janet has been consistent, consistent and, 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 and loves the gay community and everybody that comes along with it and, and wants to support and, and wants to uh, bring um, light and love to everybody. I just, I think we're, we're absolutely fortunate to have her. Well, and that was, that was a question I actually had from somebody. They said, can you please ask Kelly, what do you think it is about Janet Jackson that the LGBT plus community is so drawn to with her? I think you might've answered a a bit of that right there. Yeah. I think there's so many, well, there's like, again, there's, I think, you know, uh, well, speaking as a gay girl, we love to dance. You know what I mean? And I think as a gay guy, you love to dance. You know what I mean? And so she brings all of that with her, but then there's like like a sensitivity that she has for, I think, whatever she's gone through in her own life, where it's relatable to the gay community as well. And so she embraces us, we embrace her. And there's just like a mutual love fest going on. And I, w- I would actually give a shout out to Cece Peniston, who, you know, amazing dance artist from the 90s, who continues to perform and is amazing today. And I remember interviewing her once because I'm a huge Cece Peniston fan. And uh, she said to me, because I asked her about the gay community, because, you know, lots of, 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 of um, the community just absolutely loves her. Right. She's always mm-hmm. yep. and all that kind of stuff. And she said, the gay community are my best girlfriends. And I just thought that was like such an amazing way to look at it. And and just, again, that reciprocal love that that we all have for each other. And I think Janet, I think Cece, I think Mariah Carey, uh, like Brandy, like the list goes on and on. 
where there is a sensitivity and an understanding um, and just love. And we're so fortunate to have that. See, I love that. I had a question for another one for you, and it was about Rhythm Nation. Somebody asked from Rhythm Nation, what is the song that you would recommend to somebody who doesn't know the album well? Just thinking of one song that I wanted to listen to. So definitely Lonely, I would say. And um, and not I Get Lonely, just in case. No. So, so for somebody who doesn't know, it's not I Get Lonely. It's in between like Black Cat and Come Back to Me, I believe. On yeah, in there. And I, right. would also, I would also say, God, there's so many songs on that album. But I think, I think it's important for people to actually listen to, if they want to get a sense of just her pop sensibilities with the social awareness is the knowledge you know like you can't you cannot beat that prejudice no ignorance no bigotry no illiteracy no I I had posted the other day about the knowledge and state of the world. And I just said, and new agenda, because I talked about new agenda in the US was it made, uh, it was on some billboard airplay charts. And I said, imagine that she can still sing these songs today because these are still issues today. Like the sad part is there's still issues today. But the crazy thing is she was talking about all this early on. But the knowledge, I remember the first time I saw that video, I was like, I want to go up, you know, I want to go on the rooftop somewhere. When she created the whole Rhythm Nation, you know, mini film in general, I thought, I want to be with her. Like, I want to be a part of whatever she's doing. I'm there for that. Now, I wanted to ask you, because there was a question too about the Janet album. For you, for With Radio, how big did you see the Janet era was on radio? Because in the US, it was, Mm -hmm. I mean... That And I mean, it spanned, we know that Rhythm Nation spanned years with that too and Janet, but that Janet album opened up to even more. Yeah, well, here in Canada, I mean, in in my city of Montreal, like, uh, that's the way love goes just blew up. You know, it was just, um, especially too, and again, after, you know, speaking to to Jimmy and Tina about it, um, knowing, and and I I mean, Janet was very forthcoming saying they didn't want to burst in with if like they did with the second single, they wanted to kind of slip through the door. I think that was such a a wise decision on so many different levels because it not only like fed the hungry belly of her like hardcore fans, it made the general public who are just like, Oh, I love, you know, I like Janet, whatever. It was like, Oh, like this is a Janet song. Like, this is cool. Like this is not miss you much, you know? Um, And so I think it was just an incredible decision to create a song like that and then to release it first and to just kind of slide through the door. And I remember in 1993, like that was like the song of the summer. You know what I mean? It was just the song of the summer and the remixes, like we were still playing the remixes of it not that long ago, like a few years ago, like randomly, uh, you know, we had like a, um, a lunch hour on the radio station I worked for that was like an all request lunch hour. And we would often play that, that remix of, you know, uh, Janet's song. And I have to tell you too, <laughs> I probably could subsidize Janet's, um, uh, lifestyle on some level, the amount of money I've spent on her vinyl, <laughs> like on all the remixes, uh, whether it's CD or vinyl, like I just love all of these remixers and, and remixes that she's done. Like they, her, her main songs are amazing, like the originals. And then these remixes uh, are just out of this world. Like, I don't think I've heard a bad Janet remix. 
And have no fear, we have more with Kelly Alexander coming up very, very soon. And to find all of her socials and all of her information, go to hy.page slash Kelly Alexander Show. That's hy.page slash Kelly Alexander Show. My name is James Rodriguez. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode with Kelly Alexander, please be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And don't forget, every question that Kelly answered, we are getting items donated for homeless LGBT plus teens, women and children in domestic abuse shelters, and more. So thank you so much for listening. And if you listen to Apple Podcast, thank you for listening because each listen on there, we also get items donated to charity. Thank you so much. My name is James Rodriguez, and this is The Original Dial. The original Dial.